What's good? What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We are moving and grooving in our hearing from God or you just being wired to hear series that's been evolving here. (laughs) I hope this is blessing you. If you have not taken a moment to rate the podcast five stars and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, just sharing with us how this podcast is a blessing in your life, how one of the episodes has been deeply impactful or meaningful to you in some way. We would deeply, deeply appreciate it. Thank you so much to so many of you that have done that. It's such a gift, such a blessing to know that you're here and we do not take your listenership for granted. So thank you. Thank you so much. Go ahead and take a minute right now to do that. You can put God's Vibes podcast in a Google search. You'll see it come up on Apple and you'll be able to scroll down, rate it five stars, leave a review. But when you do, don't stop there. Go to julianapage.com slash podcast and put in your information. We'll send you the 30-day God's Vibes Matter devotional for free just to show you our support right back to you. So thank you for being here. We're going to talk today about another prophetic personality. So maybe you've already figured out that you have a dominant personality, or maybe you haven't found it yet. We might cover it today, but hopefully this is blessing you indeed. A couple of things to be aware of. We did do a small group kickoff call. So if you're looking to build a community this year, if that is on your heart and you want to have spiritual running buddies in your court, you want to really just deepen your spiritual walk and start growing in your spiritual journey, one of these five small groups that we could offer to you might be it for you. There's so many beautiful relationships that have been forged from people taking a leap and showing up and being present in groups like this. And you can find a day and a time that works for you. We offer a different small group every day of the week now which is amazing. And then we also have prophetic prayer calls. So you can join us every other Wednesday morning for those. We do record those. So if you want to join and get the recordings in the notes, that may be a blessing to you. And then there's a lot of different programs. There's a VIP mastermind called the God's Vibes Mastermind. There is a faith walking program that is 30 days. I highly recommend this program if you really want to activate your faith. We also have a training bundle to really help strengthen you. We did over... Man, we had a challenge and a masterclass every single month last year. So we've got so much great content in there. So if you really want to strengthen yourself in every area of your life, we covered it. (laughs) And you can get all the replays on demand with the notes. And then there's also over 45 different interviews in there as well. So that's really a blessing. And the way I would view that, you get an entire year of training which is really insane. And you could just even just do a video or a training a week, right? Even a month that could bless you. So I just encourage you to invest in yourself in that way. We've got a lot of other fun things going on in there, but it's www.courageco.org if you want to join us. That's where a lot of things are happening off social media for sure. So let's talk today about the feeler the feeler. So we talked about the hearer. We talked about the seer. <laughs> now we're talking about the feeler. It says in Psalm 30, verse 11, you have turned my morning into dancing. 
Amen to that. (laughs) So what is it like to be a feeler? God speaks to feelers through emotions and sensations, okay? I like to define emotion as energy in motion. I am somebody that is very emotionally aware, mature, intelligent, not quite sure the word you want to use, but I've had to become a practical psychologist in my life. I was raised by someone who struggled with alcoholism, and I really had to learn practical psychology real quick. (laughs) And I've had to navigate a lot of real tough things that, that, you know, a lot of nonverbal communication. There were so many things that were going on emotionally. Um, My life was like a, a TV series, basically. So emotions and sensations became a world that I just became very familiar with. But this is a great gift. If you too have had a story like that, this applied on the in the kingdom is a very different life experience, which is a beautiful thing. I feel like it's redemptive in that way. Feelers have unusual sensitivity to their surroundings. I know this to be true for sure. Feelers sense what God is saying by experiencing his emotions. So it's, you know, being grieved, right? This grieves my, my spirit. This grieves my heart. Feelers' emotions give insight into what's going on in the heart of God. Feelers perceive spiritual nuances that most people miss. Feelers can't explain why they feel something. They just do. God interrupts feelers through their emotions so they can partner with him. So that's been very powerful for me. Mature feelers can feel something without being overcome by it. So you can see and discern what's happening in your emotion. You can see the valuable information that it's bringing up and not be influenced by it. Feelers will carry what they feel with them. Feelers are powerful intercessors. You can only imagine how this helps you to pray and intercede. And feelers' emotions connect to the mystery of God's heart, motives, and emotions. Okay? So if you're a feeler, God speaks into your world through the spiritual conduit of intense emotions. You know, so if somebody said, you're too sensitive, you know, you're so emotional. This is a great thing in the kingdom (laughs) because we all feel emotion, right? Many feelers don't even immediately recognize an emotional experience as God's communication. It just feels normal to them. Some have even been taught that their feelings are untrustworthy or dangerous. That teaching is still circulating out there in the world. As a feeler, you reflect God's heart. You feel God's emotions in unusual ways. You are very sensitive to the tangible presence of God. Most of the time, you feel things that others don't feel. You often know where others are emotionally and spiritually, and even when you don't seek out this information. And this is because you have a unique openness to the emotions of God. As a feeler, you live with unique awareness of your surroundings. You can walk into an environment and sense any subtext in what's going on. (laughs) So it's like you see what other people don't see. Like there's definitely always subtext. Like this is what's happening and this is what's not being said. (laughs) So this is actually what's happening, right? So I know I do this a lot in coaching sessions. Like I can see what's really going on in somebody's heart. Um, I can see what's really not being expressed or communicated. 
Um, and that's really, really powerful. I can do this. I can sit in really, really, I've lived through really, really painful situations and I can sit in them with other people too, because I can recognize what's going on. You know, like when you've been through pain and you don't have a grid for it, you don't have a language for it. You can't put words on it. You don't even know what to say. You're just overcome. I've lived that. Now I have a grid for it. (laughs) So I know what's going on, right? So I can stay in that space without being intimidated by what's happening. And you have likely been able to detect positively or negatively charged atmospheres since you were a child. This is something that we can just sense things, right? You may remember a home, a school, a store, even a church that just didn't feel quite right, like something was up. You notice things others don't notice because your emotional connection to God runs below the surface of obvious things. And this heightened sensitivity allows you to feel things that others cannot detect with their physical senses, right? Seeing, smelling, taste, touch, all that. This is different. The heart is the seat of the emotions and it's where feelers sense God's presence, right? And this is a big deal because man looks at the outward appearance, but God is always looking at the heart. The heart matters to God. God really cares about your heart and your emotions always expose what's going on in your heart. God has a heart And so do you. God wants you to experience his heart in an unparalleled way. And a common misconception is that most feelers are female. Not true, right? (laughs) Feelers are not emotional in the way expressive women are sometimes, you know, told or, or really... I guess, uh, perceived, let's say. In fact, feelers may not even always express their emotional connection to God in the way that, you know, you might expect. A feeler simply experiences the voice of God through a heart connection, okay? You can sense the heart of God even when it runs contrary to your own personal feelings, all right? I've been journaling sometimes. And a lot of times, like you could have all of these personalities happening at one time. It's really interesting. But I have been journaling sometimes, or I've been even just talking to God and have just so many emotions coming up. And it's really, really interesting, right? But I can feel God's peace, or I can feel God's grief for that too, or I can feel beyond what my personal feelings are, right? Feelers catch nuances that most people miss. They can't always explain why they feel something, but they know what they feel, okay? Feelers have a keen sense of what's happening in the spirit world, and sometimes the feeling is positive and sometimes it's negative, and it's clear you're feeling something outside of your own emotions. God is speaking to you. Feelers are used to being interrupted by God via their emotions. (laughs) You'll be going about your day and then suddenly you'll be overwhelmed by a feeling and it could be sadness, heaviness, or a sense of incredible peace and joy. Sometimes it's a feeling that you need to do something specifically like a directive. The emotion compels you to listen and even to act. Your feelings and emotions aren't broken, like you might think. (laughs) They are powerful indicators of what God is speaking to and through you. God has made you this way, okay? So it's really important that you don't label them as bad. A common example that you hear preached often is from John 11, 35. Jesus wept. 
So have you ever considered why God would put this verse in the Bible? Jesus, who is fully God and fully man, had emotions just as you and I do. He allowed himself to feel deeply, to cry, to feel anger, to feel compassion, and he allowed it all to be documented. He acknowledged and accepted his feelings. He wanted all who read the Bible to know emotions are important. And I hope hearing this, maybe even again or reiterating this, I hope this releases you to acknowledge and experience your emotions too. I know for me, dealing with a lot of hard life experiences. I remember sitting in a therapy session and this was when I was young. I was probably, I don't know, 11, 12. (laughs) And I had a emotions wheel handed to me. And I was asked, how do you feel? And I'm like, I've got nothing. Like, I'm just numb. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like we do feelings here. Why are we doing feelings? Why are feelings important? Right? Like it was no not important in any other area of my life. Why are we going to talk about feelings, right? I'm good. We done? You know, like it definitely, like I did not have capacity. Um, and I remember looking at that wheel being completely overwhelmed in a sense. I, you know, your average human, for example, can only name or describe fear, anger, sadness, joy, happiness, right? Like we can't really reach for many more beyond that. So it's really interesting to think about when you see all of these different expressions of your emotion, but your emotions aren't bad and they reveal so much about what's going on in your heart, okay? God can feel grief. It says that in Ephesians 4.30. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. The justice of God can spark terror, The Bible's wisdom literature extols the value of happiness. Godly sorrow can lead to repentance. Hope in God can lead to calmness and contentment. So throughout church history, God has not shied away from using feelers. George Whitefield was a catalyst for the first great awakening of the 1700s. He spoke to as many as 10 million people. I mean, can you even... During some of his meetings, people would cry out and fall to the ground under the supernatural conviction of God. Author John Dunn describes Whitefield's passion like this. It was said of George Whitefield that it was not uncommon for him to weep profusely in the pulpit when preaching, and some said that they hardly knew him to get through a sermon without some tears. The great preacher felt so intensely for those to whom he was preaching that it often found an outlet in this way in tears. So much so that his hearers found it hard to hate the man who wept so much over their souls. In one sermon, he cried out, if you will not weep over your own sins, then I will. One man said of him, I came to hear you with my pocket full of stones to break your head, but your sermon got to the better of me and broke my heart. Wow. Gives me God bumps just reading that to you. (laughs) Right? Really, really think about this. Feelers experience... God in ways that are deeply connected to their emotions. God isn't neutral about our feelings, nor is he afraid of them. And I have found that I really started to feel again in my life because I I went from that numb experience to wailing in a condo um, that I lived in years ago, just crying before God. And I could not cry for years of my life. So I went from being numb and not being able to cry to like wailing and sobbing, like even freaked myself out because I had never seen 
<laughs> that level of intensity and emotions coming out of me. My neighbors probably thought I was weirdos, but I was just, God was doing a heart healing in me for sure. Okay. He is not neutral about our feelings, nor is he afraid of them. And so for me, allowing God to invade my heart, which I had kept him out of my whole life, allowed me to find healing and allowed me to really understand my emotions in a different way. I could finally feel without that being bad. Okay. So he's not afraid of them. And when you learn not to be afraid of them, you find a lot of freedom. God doesn't speak only through words and images, but also through our emotions. By allowing God to speak to us through our emotions, we experience God through the most fundamental expressions of our hearts, right? And if you want God anywhere, you don't just want him in your head. You want him in your heart. Amen. (laughs) This might be a challenging claim here, but stay with me for a second, okay? We need to stay healthy, we need to stay safe, and we need to stay biblical, all right? Your emotions have no moral value. Okay, let me break this down. This is maybe an earth-shaking revelation, but let's look at this, okay? In your anger, do not sin. It says that in Ephesians 4.26. Most of us misunderstand this passage because we think it means that anger is sin, but that's not what it says. It identifies anger and sin as two different things. This is important because if you believe that squashing your emotions is an indicator of your spiritual or moral health, you've got it wrong, okay? And this is an easy mistake to make if you're not a very emotional person, let's say, in the first place, right? But Paul was warning us not to act on the feeling of anger that can lead us to sin. He was not saying that anger itself is a sin. Jesus Yep, even Jesus got angry enough at the money changers in the temple to drive them out with a whip, overturn their tables, and scatter their coins. (laughs) It's a Jesus smackdown right there, right? And we know Jesus was without sin. I think we've largely missed this um, in the faith culture. Your emotions have no moral value, but what you choose to do with those emotions does. So all actions have consequences for better or for worse. Also, your emotions are signals. Like lights on a dashboard, let's say, your emotions give you insight into what is happening inside of you. Without them, you would have zero clue what is going on inside of you. God gave you emotions to help you live a full life. So when you shut off your emotion, you shut off the flow of life. They signal what needs your attention such as negative thoughts and false beliefs, those get exposed. Your emotions are also powerful because they give you the ability to have empathy for other people. They are the moving force that helps you love others well. Empathy is a superpower. We've mentioned before that it could also be so super that it turns toxic, okay? There is such a thing as toxic empathy, so be aware of that, feelers, that you often are around people that could be very unhealthy and can take advantage of this gift that you have, right? Because feelers can often empathize, be very great listeners, be very empathetic, okay? And that can be tricky, you know, definitely for psychological or emotional abuse. So you got to pay attention to that, okay? 
really powerful. Regardless of what you've been taught or believed, your feelings are entirely yours. No one is powerful enough to go inside of you and choose your feelings or feel for you. You can't say, you made me feel this way. No. (laughs) You can't say that. Nobody else can make you feel any kind of way. God has given you ownership of your feelings. I feel like this is a revelation for somebody. Somebody else is not responsible for what you are thinking or what you are feeling. That is on you. God has given you ownership of your thoughts and of your feelings. You have the right to feel whatever you want to feel, but once you feel it, you have to choose what you're going to do with it, and that is critical. Okay? Really powerful. Feelings also... This is uh, very helpful for me, right? When feelings once were things that you would shove down, repress, run from, hide, ignore, overwork, outwork, whatever. (laughs) Just not feel, right? Feelings are like waves, okay? And they're meant to move through you and just pass. When you just picture waves, they usually come in a rhythm of three, right? But they're meant to just kind of like flow and like hit the shore and then they go back in and out, you know, but they're meant to just move through you. So feelings are like waves. You can't keep them from coming, but you can decide which one to surf. Okay. Which one you give airtime to. In the scripture, the word heart often includes all emotions, referring to the part of us that becomes stirred up when we are in love or angry or afraid or feeling joyful or sad. Jeremiah is widely known among biblical scholars as the weeping prophet, (laughs) though that term doesn't appear in the Bible itself. Jeremiah was often stirred up and moved to grieve over the plight of Israel. When Jesus's mother Mary visited her cousin Elizabeth, the two pregnant women were filled with joy and awe. The Bible says the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth Elizabeth's baby leapt in her womb and Mary praised God with a song that has become a source of joy for others ever since. During his time on earth, Jesus often felt compassion for the crowds who had come to hear him teach. And when Jesus's time here was finished, he left behind 120 church members and 11 leaders. It says this in Acts 1.15. He had promised them that he was going to send a helper And we now know the gift was the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came to earth, his arrival shocked everybody. A huge wind filled the room. The Spirit looked like tongues of fire on each person's head. And everybody was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what's happening when we read Acts 2.43. And sense of awe, reverential fear, came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles. When the Holy Spirit came in, everyone felt strong emotion. They shared a holy fear. They all experienced and encountered him in such a way that it changed them. So think about that. Like, do you have that relationship with God where you experience him and encounter him in such a way that it changes you? Because that is possible, but it's not going to come from just head knowledge. As a feeler, you experience God in a deeply personal way that tends to move your heart and emotions. This is so good. It's so important, especially if you're in this service business, let's say, or definitely in marketplace ministry, to have God's heart. Okay? In the beginning, you might feel a strong emotion and you might think, am I unstable? Is something wrong with me? Is this just a season in my life? Right? A woman might wonder, is it that time of the month? (laughs) You know, 
one of, it's really just crazy because you're feeling all the things all the time. So you do feel out of sorts sometimes, right? But when you recognize and have this validation that you're hearing God, that's powerful. And God will interrupt you through your emotions to get your attention, but also to give you secrets from heaven because he wants to partner with you. Okay. God wants each of us to be intercessors, but feelers have a unique call to pray on behalf of other people. And the word intercede comes from the Latin words inter, meaning between, and sedere, meaning to move or to go to. So the most literal meaning of intercede is go between. In the context of prayer, to intercede is to go between God and someone else on their behalf. And at the risk of just oversimplifying this, Basically, we ask him to intervene and do what only he can do. That's what we're asking God to do more interceding. Oswald Chambers, man, one of my favorite authors, he wrote this about intercessory prayer. Worship and intercession must go together. One is impossible without the other. And intercession means raising ourselves up to the point of getting the mind of Christ regarding the person for whom we're praying. Okay, I like to think about this too when the Bible says pray for your enemies. It is really hard to get God's perspective about somebody and hate them, (laughs) right? When you're praying, you can't be resenting them at the same time. So what does this have to do with feelers though? Because God speaks to you through deep emotions, it can be easy for you to feel burdened by what you sense. Feelings like empathy, compassion, and sympathy, these can accumulate and weigh you down. So you're in danger of owning all of that. And it will sometimes seem like your emotions are really just piling on and overwhelming you. And if you're not sure how to separate which emotions belong to God, to you, or to somebody else, you'll be at risk of becoming confused and overwhelmed, even if you have the best of intentions. Okay, so you need a strategy to release emotions that aren't from God. And a strategy spiritually speaking, is intercession. When you feel strong emotions about someone or something, it may move you to be so overwhelmed with compassion that you feel hopeless or powerless, but you are neither. Through intercession, we step into the supernatural gap and experience God's power. It says in Matthew 1130, Jesus said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So we don't have to be weighed down by any of this, but If we are, he also said we can cast our worry and anxiety on him because he cares for us. Charles Spurgeon suggested that in Greek, the word cast represents the image of throwing something away from you with both of your hands. Like you're fully getting rid of that thing. Okay. (laughs) The hand of prayer and the hand of faith, right? Prayer tells God what the care is and asks God to help, while faith believes that God can and will do it. Prayer spreads the letter of trouble and grief before the Lord and opens all its budget. And then faith cries, I believe that God cares and cares for me. I believe that he will bring me out of my distress and make it promote his own glory. So in prayer, we take all our burdens and feelings and everything God has given us and we throw them at the feet of Jesus. So powerful. As a healthy feeler, you will experience emotions and ask God if they are from him. You can do that. God, is this from you? God, where is this emotion coming from? Is there anything you want me to do with this emotion? You can ask. 
You can disown anything that's not from him and give back any burden you've been carrying through prayer. And that's a beautiful exchange. You can literally feel relief or a lift when you do that. And if you never learn how to let God lead you as a feeler, you might feel like you're broken. Your emotions may compel you to act out of pain, anxiety, or even fear. And life can feel very heavy if you don't know how to give back to God everything you feel. Overwhelming is what that feels like. Too much to bear. On the other hand, imagine what life would be like if you could not dismiss your emotions, but identify and celebrate them, believing you're not broken, overly emotional, or just too much for God. That's usually why many people don't have intimacy with God, because they believe these very things. They believe that emotions are bad, they're broken, they're overly emotional, and they're just too much for God. So why bother? All of that is a lie. Not true. Imagine instead the freedom of experiencing emotions, but not owning everything you experience. Kind of like your thoughts, right? You're not your thoughts. You think your thoughts, but you're not your thoughts. Same things with emotions. You're not your emotions, but you feel them. Okay, so imagine feeling something for yourself or someone else and immediately knowing it's God's way of getting your attention. Imagine the depth of prayer you will experience as you connect with God's emotions. How many people will learn through you that God's not a robot? He's not a disconnected divine being, but a real-time, hands-on God who experiences all emotions and whose heart bleeds for humanity. Feelers have a profound gift. So I can't tell you oh, how many beautiful feelers um, that I you know, have connection with, and I can't even list the number of people that God has blessed by allowing them to experience him through empathy, through intercession, through these beautiful experiences of allowing them to express their emotions in a safe and sacred way where they're better for it. That's God. And it's truly a gift. So your emotions are a gift. They are a gift and they're so, so powerful. If you can learn to feel them, to identify them, to release them when necessary and to build with them. Okay, so really, really powerful episode. So far, we've covered hearer, seer, and feeler. And we've got one more to go. So if this is blessing you, make sure that you subscribe to God's Vibes, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. I do, as mentioned, also have... A couple of spots left on my calendar for this first quarter for coaching together. So if you want to work together one-on-one, -on -one, you can email my team at info at julianapage.com. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses 
or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.